with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Cho. Welcome along to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. I, I hope you all had a very enjoyable bank holiday weekend and you enjoyed all the sport that we were treated to um, over the weekend as well. Hard luck to St. Kieran's boys who were disappointed to have lost out to Ard Skull Reach of Limerick on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but what an achievement to have made it uh, to a final and no doubt they'll be, they'll be back there again next year as well. Uh, congratulations as well to the Irish rugby under 20s who celebrated their Grand Slam success after their win over Scotland at Musgrave uh, Park on uh, at the weekend and former Kilkenny College student Charlie Tector of course playing a big role in their success as well. Uh, now coming up on the show today we're going to be talking to Kieran Joyce we will we'll be chatting a little bit about uh, Kilkenny's win over Waterford yesterday. Uh, we're also going to be chatting to the man who convinced uh, Rachel Blackmore to go pro uh, seven years ago so that's going to be an interesting chat with Carlos Shark Hanlon a well-known racehorse trainer and um, that's all to come a little bit later on in the program um, and we'll also analyse Carlo's win over Mead yesterday uh, which saved them from relegation I, I'll be catching up with Carlo Mann and KCLR commentator uh, Terence Kelly uh, but first uh, as I mentioned there a couple of minutes ago Kilkenny had their second win on the trot yesterday with a six point victory over Waterford at UPMC Nolan Park uh, a little bit earlier on I spoke to four time All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny uh, Kieran Joyce to analyse that game two kind of big wins there on the trot for, for Kilkenny now um, as a Kilkenny man I, I'm sure you're happy uh, they're, they're coming along nicely at the minute yeah I suppose um, Dublin Dublin result there was a strong win uh, Dublin had form coming into the, the game obviously a lot of people kind of riding me off Kilkenny a little bit um, big performance then a couple of young lads stood up um, and then obviously this weekend, you know, they've, they've, they've changed around the team a bit. Uh, Ricky Reid has, has come in centre back. Paddy Deegan is not there at the moment, so you know they're trying out lads, and, and you know it, it works. You know, um, so um, you know Killian is playing midfield there. He's kind of moving around. So look, a lot of lads are getting game time. Um, Keen Kenny as well. You know, and also young lads are coming in there. And obviously, uh, Blanchfield on the wing has been, has been has been very good this year. He's probably been the finest of the of the league so far for Kenny. So. You know, ever is positive. Um, Wally Welsh is in form, so like a lot of the positives, and you still have you still have TJ, and, and that will still come back into the fray. You know, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of developments by when they get up to form. You um, mentioned there just about kind of just some um, tact tactical kind of changes that have been made but um, a lot of them are actually working out quite well especially Park Walsh and his switch from centre half back to, to centre half forward and, and that's definitely an, a master stroke that's working very well for Cody at the moment It has, yeah it has actually we know Park is, is, has played there before obviously he's played with his club before um, Park's very adaptable um, even when I was there he's wing back you know so he's, he's been all kind of back midfield so you know I think centre forward and um, um, I think Brian obviously started him there this year and he's been a revelation there you know I think he's averaging three or four points a game um, 
you know, he, he gives you a massive work effort and, you know, he works back, he's able to defend obviously as well. Um, and that, so yeah, look, it's, it, it's been, it's been, it's been a great, um, great dish to the forward line. You know, it might take pressure off like Tej and a few lads to come back in. You know, it's had forward, as far as very strong in the air, uh, as well, you know, um, and that's what Brian likes, aerial dominance as well, you know. So, um, yeah, look, it, 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 it's warming up nicely for, for, for a championship now in the next couple of weeks. With Waterford then, um, I, I, I kind of had bigger expectations for Waterford yesterday. I thought it was going to be a humdinger of a, of a clash between Kilkenny and Waterford, but I don't know, they, they made the better start, I think, didn't they? But then just they were kind of making silly errors and then Kilkenny obviously just kind of capitalised on, on those mistakes. Um, but yeah, what, what, what was your kind of assessment of, of the Waterford performance yesterday? Um, well, I, I suppose I, I know Waterford were probably qualified already. Um, I know, look, I know, I think, and I seen some of the game last night, or maybe saying that they might have been training a bit heavy this week and they seen a bit heavy legs. You know, that could be, that could be the case. You know, you just don't know what the league going on. Obviously, the guys are doing a fair bit of physical training midweek. Um, and, you know, um, the break, the rest period might, mightn't be as fast as a turnaround. So, look, that, that can impact. Um, look, I think Waterford started very strong. Waterford had a great chance of a goal during the first half, I think. Murphy came out and intercepted, you know, like if that had to go in, you know, they could have been seven or eight points up at that stage, you know, which would be, um, which would be obviously a size of the lead. So, but obviously, then Kenny galvanized, um, they, 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 they found their foot and they got a couple of crucial scores and they started working their way back into the game. And obviously, then a the couple of goals in that we got, um, you know, some maybe a little bit for two in terms of mistakes by Watford as well. Um, you know, they should have cleared the lines, I think, for was it Billy Ryan's goal. You know, a couple of mistakes for Watford maybe that, that, that maybe led to a goal or two there. So, look, they know themselves. I don't think Liam Carl was too worried at the end of the match. Um, you know, he, they're obviously trying to get lads in as well. They're missing six or seven of their main guys as well that they're bringing back in. So, still enough to Kenny. Like, you know, they're trying to get a lot of lads uh, game time, you know, they obviously have a couple of big heavy hitters to come back in like Kenny have as well. So, you know, look, they'll be gearing up for, for Munster now in the next couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, they still have, they still have league final, or league semi-finals to come. Um, another bonus for them. And Kenny could meet them in the final, you just don't know. Um, but, um, I think look, it's a good run out for them. I think they took, I don't, as you said, look, they're, they're gearing up. Look, ultimately, whatever happens, the league is the league. That look, they, they, they'll, the round robin that's coming up in a couple of weeks after is what they're gearing for. They're trying to hit form at the right time because Lenzo's going to be very hard this year. Um, obviously, Wexler are in very good form as well. Dublin, obviously, are there and thereabouts. Um, uh, Galway, obviously, are going to come into the mix. Thank you, Kenny. Like, so that's four strong teams um, in Leinster. And Munster, then, is obviously very strong as well. So, you know, they're, they're, they're probably picking and choosing their games that they really want to to hone in on and, and, and kind of go for um, and that so you might see kind of you know some, some variances in that but ultimately yeah. I think they're, they're both in, in good footing they're both in the, the top five or top six for the All-Ireland this year you know yeah and like you were saying as well like um, they were qualified anyway kind of going into that game mm. but um, just an interesting one as well is Austin Gleeson and uh, I know you were, we were talking there about a couple of missed opportunities and he missed an absolute sitter mm. there there yesterday and I don't know I just I always think that he is an, an interesting um, person because he's such a special talent but he does kind of seem to lack consistency in games and I, I think it's just so important isn't it to at this level to have kind of those one or two guys that you can really rely on, on in in every game um, and yeah he just he, he struggles sometimes um, with form doesn't he he does yeah I suppose he has moments of brilliance um, you know and 
at certain stage he you know he can be the best hurler in the country and no one can you know no one a, a country mile near him you know and then other days then you know he he, he doesn't have the impact that you know he, he wants him to have and I suppose from Liam's point of view he's trying to get you know the likes of Ozzy and a few of these guys you know some of their big big game game day players try and get more consistency more form for him um, and obviously look Look, as he's been down, he's been down centre back for a while as well. You know, he, he is kind of so versatile, and they're kind of trying him in all different places. I know he lined out full forward. You know, maybe maybe it's a point of you know, Ozzy just needs to, you know, and and Liam need maybe to decide the position the Ferrazzi, and that's where he's going to be for the, for the year. You know, and just yeah. try and get form on in that position. You know, um, but obviously, Tiger Burke coming back in there is a big is a big bonus for them as well. You know, every game he gets, he'll be coming back more into form, um, more to, to the form that you know I suppose he showed years ago. So. Um, yeah, look, it's it's boding well for them as well. You know, they'll be um, they'll be gearing up for for a couple of weeks as well. You know, and obviously Limerick getting uh, getting the win, their first win in a while. You know, they're in the background as well. You know, so I, I think they were talking about in Sunday game last night in terms of the league. Is it being taken serious? You know, I, I think managers and players are probably picking and choosing games that they are. Um, I think because it's such a condensed season, they probably can't go hell for leather every every week. Um, because you're obviously trying to get lads manager injuries manager I suppose their fitness levels you know trying to get them to peak at the right time you know and that's I suppose in the background what, what these um, these coaches and strength conditioning guys are doing um, so that's why you, you kind of see variances in game um, every every couple of weeks in terms of results but um, look what, what we see this year it, it's going to be a very open championship you know there's going to be very little between any of them you know like Cork uh, were showing brilliant form there Cork kind of went a little bit you know the form has dipped there in the last week or two you know so you, you just don't know you know they, they could be doing a lot of heavy training you know you don't really know until until championship comes yeah um, and, and, and every team just wanting to peak at the right time that's that's probably the most important thing that they're all trying to work towards yeah and like just kind of mentioning form and, and going back to a Kilkenny perspective then as well someone that's that's really kind of finding form at the moment is Walter Welch he's he had a, a great game yesterday great game against um, against, against Dublin as well I think he's he's really kind of playing to his strengths at the moment isn't he like he's a big man and he's using his physicality to his advantage he is yeah he is I, I look, I, look every player goes through goes through periods of you know lack of form uh, and then obviously for Wally now you know he's starting to get back into the form that we know Wally of old you know he's he's a big strong rangy guy you know he's well able to track down lads he's such a great stride you know and run you know he's able to up and down the line you know and on the wing especially you know and he he gives he gives Kenny a lot of a lot of options uh, in mm-hmm. terms of obviously working back. Uh, even his sheer size, you know, he's 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 such aerial dominant, and you know he's he's very good um, team player, and you know he attracts attention as well because he's in this sort of form. You know, you'll, you'll have the, his swing back whoever's marking him, but you, you also have the centre back attention on him as well because you know what he can do. You know, and that helps the attention, and, and if he draws in extra men, it leaves space for for other guys there. You know, so um, yeah, look. look Brian to be delighted that he's coming to form at the right time you know and as I said then you have a couple of guys to come back in as well I know Owen Cody came on there as well you know and he kind of showed glimpses of form as well you know and, and Billy Ryan is going well and you know that's what Brian wants he wants lads fighting for positions he wants lads hungry for positions you know it, 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 there's not a sure thing at the moment for Kilkenny which is great you know we don't have a settled 15 which Brian doesn't want you know he doesn't want a settled 15 that you know you don't have the competition of 5 or 6 lads they're breathing down your neck to to give it an extra ten or fifteen percent that you need to get, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, he 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 he'll be happy with, uh, 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 on that basis. And they're getting more games, you know. They they have another game this weekend, and to win that again, they get another game the following weekend. So that's what he wants, you know. Competitive games are great to build up for championships. So um, provided, hopefully, we don't we don't get any injuries, you know. So that's 
that's, that's all a bonus. Yeah, and look, I know that it's still early days, right? And we're still playing out the league and the league semi-final there now and uh, next weekend. But do you do you think, Kieran, is there an All Ireland in Kilkenny this year? Look, there's an All Ireland in Kilkenny um, every year. You know, that's that's the thing with Kilkenny, especially with Brian still there. I think. Um, Kenny, probably the easiest route is to go straight through to win Leinster going to semi-finals I think we'd probably find it harder going into qualifiers um, you know extra games uh, and that so the most straightforward route possible for Kenny, you know obviously um, it would be the best absolutely I do think there is you know I think they're going to be in the mix there and thereabouts you know um, as we've seen in the last couple of years you know Kenny. You know they can they can they can turn the tide. You know they can they can change up their game. You know they can catch catch maybe farm teams on the bounce like they did with Limerick there a couple of years ago. You know, um, and they're bringing in younger guys. You know, like the Blanchard and that. They're very mobile guys as well that can get around. You know, because yeah. um, the way the game has gone, I suppose the way Cork play, the way kind of Limerick play more. Well, Limerick probably play more physical and like all play physical as well. But Cork kind of play real possession speed kind of game. You know which. I suppose we kind of struggled with the last couple of years that we're trying to adapt to um, and we're getting in kind of guys that can adapt to that kind of game so um, you know like Keane Kenny and all these they're all, they're all really able to get around you know and then you still have the old guard there that are still coming in you know Killian was showing good form there yesterday as well so you need that you know that's, that's what Brian would be delighted about you know he's had to find a couple of guys uh, this year again you know we kind of heard about these guys but you know nobody knows what these guys are going to be like until they step into the inter-county challenge and you know a lot of guys have stepped up and are and they're pushing on so and that's what Brian would be delighted about so mm. Leanne I was delighted for well. I was delighted for Killian there yesterday getting the goal as well and like you were saying he's around, he's around a long time um, and that definitely would have kind of given them a little bit of a, a boost I'd say uh, for you know good for the confidence um, but yeah, yeah. The, the the older guys and, and the new guys they're, they're all kind of stepping up aren't they um, just before yeah. before I let you go there Kieran, just something else I kind of wanted to ask you about there's been a, a little bit of a standoff I suppose happening at the moment with regard to player expenses and I was just kind of wondering like what are what are your thoughts on on the whole situation um, I, I suppose I, 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 I read the headlines I didn't really go into detail on it now I, I suppose I think what's coming out is I suppose it's kind of expenses still to be paid uh, for a lot of players and I, I do know in terms of the amount of um, I think you're talking about the amount of trainings that they can claim for and that kind of stuff as well um, obviously look the problem here is you'll have two arguments on two points you know you have arguments on, on the player side and the management side and obviously the GPA side in terms of you know the amount of, of, of training that these guys are doing uh, the other argument then is you know is, is it going to be unlimited number of trainings that they want you know and, and you know there's all these sort of arguments here you know are we going more out of the amateur professional mm-hmm. side and, and you know that kind of whole um, argument which um, you know you could you could argue for for days on but um, I think look the, the most important thing here is you know you don't want any players out of pocket you know that's that's the most important thing here because obviously it's, it is these guys obviously in a privileged position they all want to do it but obviously there, look there is a cost and expense at this to players you know if players haven't been paid you know for a period of time you know that's you know that shouldn't be the case you know um, all players should be paid up to up to date you know in terms of claiming their expenses they shouldn't still be waiting on expenses you know because we, we all know the price of uh, petrol and diesel right at now the at moment, the moment yeah. you know, ever, ever, everything is just going uh, one way and that's up so you know that, that, that that's probably that's probably the, the point that I'd see that you don't you don't want to see any players out of pocket on this kind of end you know um, and yeah. I know county boards are working their best as well in terms of managing the funding managing the revenue as well but um, for, you know from the government's point of view and from where the, the funding is coming from that point of view you know it, it should be all kind of well 
I suppose well ahead you, you'd like to think that it's all scheduled and all organised you know because th- the last thing any manager wants is young is players worrying about expenses claiming expenses you know deteriorate or you know detract them from the game you know detract them from next week detract them from their training you know um, yeah. you, you don't want players then boycotting media uh, and that as well you know so just gets a little bit messy um, so yeah definitely no that's a that's a good point just on the you don't want any distractions and it's definitely a little bit of a distraction I'd say um, at the moment so hopefully they can come up with some sort of a, of a solution but look Kieran, uh, pleasure talking to you as always thanks so much for taking the time and uh, yeah look it's it's going well for Kil- Kilkenny at the moment anyway so long may it continue um, but yeah listen thanks again for, for chatting to me today no thanks, thanks, thanks so much, Kieran. Talk, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Uh, that was Kieran Joyce there chatting to me about Kilkenny's fantastic win over Waterford at UPMC Nolan Park yesterday. Now we're going to take a quick break, but coming up after the break, I'll be chatting to KCLR commentator Terence Kelly about Carlo, the Carlo Hurlers' win over Mead in Division Two A of the Alliance League. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahardsVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, Carlo, the Carlo Hurlers had a big win over Mead yesterday in the Division 2A of the Alliance League. Uh, Terence Kelly was on commentary duty for KCLR yesterday. Uh, Terence, yesterday um, was kind of make or break, really, for Carlo, but thankfully they, they got over the line. True, yes, true, Sinead. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, we got over the line, you know, got over the line by three points in the end, uh, 221 to 121. In a game that uh, you know it was uh, it was making took for a lot of the game, but you know in the end, uh, Carlo, you know just uh, just got through. Yeah, and and Mead, like you know, they put up a big fight, didn't they? I I heard yourself and uh, and Brendan comment on on that yesterday. Whether it be uh, football or hurling, it doesn't really matter the code. Uh, they'll never make it easy for you, will they? No, they won't indeed. No, but listen, there was four or five factors why you know why Carlo won yesterday. Marty Cabinet you know, had to do an exhibition of hurling yesterday. He was brilliant. And, you know, I was disappointed today to see that he didn't make the team of the week. But anyway, if there's six better forwards in the game yesterday, you know, well, fair play to him. But, like, Marty was exceptional. Like, Marty, Marty scored 16 points, three from play, and the rest, you know, from play balls. And uh, Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan scored two goals, you know, two opportunity scores. Like, between them, like, the two big names in the county, Chris Nolan and Marty Kavanagh, like, between them, like, to score two sixteen or two twenty one. The other points coming from Damon Burn, Donald Kehoe, a couple from Sean Murphy and Kevin Mack got one. Yeah, like I was just going to mention actually that about Marty Cavanagh there as well. Like he, he had a great game yesterday. But as you said yourself there, Terence, a lot of those uh, scores came from place balls. Um, and I know I heard yourself and, and Brendan kind of comment on it as well. Would it be something that you'd be a little bit concerned about that so many of those scores came from freeze yesterday? Well, listen, yeah, well, to a degree he would, but nevertheless, there was a lot of the freeze, you know, and uh, he wouldn't have freeze himself. You know, as I said that, you know, on the day, on the day, like, some of the, you know, some of the better-known players maybe hadn't their best game, but nevertheless, like, Chris got two vital goals. Sean Murphy is a huge plus to the team this year from Ballonkill, and, like, he was with the footballers for the last couple of years. John Michael Nolan now met a great, a great hurler, like, in Chamberlain uh, at, at fullback. Now, John Michael Nolan is a big team player, like, for us, but, uh, you know, on the day, he met a really, really good hurler, and uh, you know we had to start without Paul Dyle from St. Mons the cornerback and John Dyle from St. Mons like a as uh, wing forward but in saying that there's a young chap you know he deputised for Paul Dyle Niall Bulger from Bangladeshtown and he's a young lad like you know and uh, you know it was a tough baptism for him there as such you know but uh, 
played very, very well and come up and scored a point also, you know, fair play to the chap. Yeah, uh, Terence, I just want to come back to something that you said there a second ago there as well, just kind of staying with Marty Kavanagh for a, a second. Um, you know, you were disappointed that he didn't make the team of the week. Do you think sometimes that like the division, you know, the, the lower that you go down in the division, these players kind of tend to get overlooked, even though he's an exceptional talent. But do you think that's part of the reason or, or what, what What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, listen, if... You know, people, you know, people that follow her, like IT Connor this year, like, you know, they got to the, you know, you know how far they got in the, in the colleges games, like, they were excellent, like, you know. And uh, Marty and Chris were two of the bigger names. Now, Marty has been plagued with injuries for a lot of the year. Chris has been injured also. But, you know, they're not known in the county. They're known nationwide, those players, like, those are good lads. And, uh, you know, being up against, you know, the like the Kennys and the Waters and the Corks and Wexers, like, it's going to be difficult, you know, to make the team of the year because most people look, you know, as the same as in soccer, like at the Premier team, Premiership teams rather than the Championship teams, like, but, you know, they're as good as what's in the country. And, you know, I was disappointed, like, that he didn't make the team, the team didn't make the team of the, of the week. But, getting back to that, like, Brian Tracy in goal yesterday, he made two magnificent saves in the second half. If one were listening to Sky Sports and Soccer League to be talking about world-class saves, like those were just out of the top drawer. Brilliant, brilliant saves. I was often critical of the man, maybe the sharp outs and maybe not finding his man, but yes, you know, yesterday you had to pick up your hat to him. He was just brilliant, so he was like, you know. And they got good assistance in the back late. No, now Jack Kevin and Marty's brother played very, very well yesterday. Michael Ireland and Conor Lawler had their hands full, like, with a full forward line for me that were physically big, big, big men, like, you know. Dean Roberno was centre-back. He was on a very good horror also. Now, Jack Regan, Jack got nine points, um, two from play, but he was physically a strong man, and, uh, you know, he kind of got a couple of frees himself. But overall, you know, the decision could have went either way on the day. But, uh, you know, but, like, you know, when Mead Hurland has come on a lot, because, Sinead, when we were going yesterday, um, we stopped there in Kilmessen, like, Brendan or everybody. Right, and Brendan met a man up there from Kilmesson, James Walsh, and his wife, uh, his wife Sharon. And uh, like Kilmesson is very, very near Navin. We're just kind of shown. We had a few minutes to spare, and the shores, you know, where the grounds at Kilmesson, just brilliant set up there. You know, the lovely, the lovely place, like you know. And it's, it's just beside the fact Gordon Elliott's place there, like the horse train, well, where Gordon was born and reared. But you know, as I said, a Kilmesson hurl or Kilmesson, I said meat hurling is coming on, and if they are gone down, like, but I, I can assure you, like, they will be back next year. Yeah, just say uh, something else I wanted to ask you as well. I know you're you're talking about you're praising the the goalkeeper there and his performance yesterday, but you did mention kind of the short puckouts. But just something else um, that you were speaking about yesterday on the commentary was the short, the short passing. Uh, would you yeah. pre- would you be, would you prefer to see him going going along with the ball yesterday? Of course, of course, I would like you know between the cornerbacks, the fullback, and the halfback line. Like I said, there were three scores given away in the first half. You know when a when a pass goes straight you know, it can be tipped over the bar or when the pass goes straight, you know, when the player may have to be pulled down, you know. But you have to compliment, like, our midfielders there yesterday too now, you know. Conor Kehoe, he's more than an attacking midfielder, played very, very well yesterday, like, you know. And Fico Fitzpatrick, you know, he's more than a defensive midfielder. But, you know, those two lads are like our two teenagers. They're just two teenagers, as I said. And Fico um, Fitzpatrick, he captained DCU this year, like, uh, in the Freshers' final. You know, like, those are, those are, no, well, there's, they're the boys for the future. Like, they're good chaps. But getting back, you know, getting back to the short game, it, you know, when you have forwards with the calibre of Chris and Sean Murphy and John Michael and, and, and you know, and, and, and Marty up front, like, why, you know, why don't they send the ball down? Like, you know, I think, I think, you know, maybe I'm wrong. 
maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe 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 Tom Mullally and his people, you know, have different ideas. But for those looking on, when you have players of the caliber of those, you know, well, they won't score without the ball. Yeah, and I suppose it's the modern, it's the modern um, approach as well, isn't it? Isn't it's the kind of yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the short the passing and yeah. the avoiding kind of going uh, going along with it. But um, just something else, I suppose, that has come up over the last couple of outings for for Carlo is the indiscipline. They showed, uh, you know, I think they showed a little bit more composure there yesterday. Um, but it's it's vitally important, isn't it? Really, kind of well, as we know, approach you the been yeah, you have been following it to a T, as I said, like you know, as I said. They went up to down, they were beaten by a point. Uh, then they come along, they, then they come along, and the beef, uh, the beef was made by six points. But they're after losing three players, like along three vital players to Carlo, like they were beaten then by seven points by Kerry uh, in Carlo. But before before salvaging a draw up in Kildare, like um, against Kildare, but in discipline has cost them, has cost them points. But I would shadow without, I'd have no doubt in my mind they would have been in the final. Only for you know this bit of indiscipline has like has to in like in a few of the matches, but hopefully like the learning with the Joe Mac coming up, hopefully like we learn and uh, you know and uh, you know we'll get rid of that. Yeah, and just met- mentioning the the Joe Mac coming up then as well, um, it's going to be very competitive, isn't it? It is going to be very competitive because like the play the play Mead in the first game, it's, I think it's the middle of April sometime. The play Mead away in the first game, which not which will not be simple, I can tell you. They play Mead away and then they are at home to Kerry. And uh, Kerry has a result over them this year already. Mead played very, very well against them yesterday. Then they're away to Antrim, which they haven't played now for a couple of years. Like Antrim has done very well in the beginning of the league, even though they were absolutely hammered yesterday. But uh, then they are at home to Down. And uh, they were beaten by a pint up in Ballyclan with Down, but they have at home in Carla this time and the last game is away to Watley. So listen, it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. But listen, if you can win three out of five, you might qualify. But it's not going to be simple. Like me, the way is a tricky one to start. And then uh, you know, and then and then carry it home. Yeah, and how just kind of I suppose looking back over the, the overall league campaign, then how would you assess it? Do you think that Tom Mullally will be happy enough, or will he be? Obviously, he'll be disappointed not to have been promoted. But uh, like, what what are your thoughts on it? Do you, like it, yeah, it hasn't it's been it's disastrous, I suppose. No, it hasn't been disaster, but he maybe disappointed the hurt and promoted, but he probably kind of felt maybe lucky enough, you know, well, that they weren't demoted too. But, uh, you know, indiscipline has cost them a lot. Uh, you know, indiscipline has, you know, has cost them points this year. You know, they're hoping, like, they're hoping they take it off to a good start. Like, if you can win your first two games, it'll build up, you know, build, it'll build up, you know, the pace, you know, the pace for the horrors. But if they're beaten in the first two, like, the trip to Antrim looks a long ways away, and the trip down in the office looks even, you know, a very long ways away also. So, you know, like a good start is vital, Sinead, and uh, hopefully, like, you know, it can happen, but it's not going to be simple. No, it's definitely not going to be simple. Uh, but I know from I know from chatting to you recently, Terence, uh, you're a, you're a staunch Carlo Harlan man, um, and I just kind of wanted to to ask you, I suppose, just looking at it more broadly, like what are your kind of long term, what would would be your long term kind of hopes or, or ambitions for for Carlo Harlan? Well, you know, for 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 the last number of years, like we're after, we have some you know very very good players, Edward Byrne, James Niall, you had uh, you know uh, English from Bangstown and. Uh, the, the, the walls up there and the wheelings from Ballinkill and you know and uh, David English was centre back but I'm just saying they are all vital players like Dennis Murphy was playing with them and uh, you know for uh, you know all at the one time well the the, the two wheelings are injured 
and uh, the others, you know, have packed it up after giving so many years of service. But for the future, you're kind of looking for a few young lads to fit in. Now, I think we have found two very, very good players in Connacht, you know, and FIFA Fitzpatrick. Young John Dyle was injured yesterday. Listen, a promising start there now for Nile Boulder yesterday. You know, hopefully now those are taps for the future. Like, I know Paul Dyle will get actually just unavailable yesterday. But, you know, there is there is a few young lads, you know, a few young lads coming through. Young Dean Tobin and John Nolan, those young lads are coming through. And uh, young Fieker too with Scott Tracy. It's a bit of a step. It's a bit of a step, you know, from chaps into men. But, you know, and another young chap there, Tony Lawler, come on, I was a sub yesterday. But, listen, you have to, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, Carl Horan is in a kind of in transition at the present time and you're kind of hopeful you know, that some of these chaps you know will fill boots that are left but some of those boots are fairly sizable Yeah but look as you mentioned there Fikra and, and some of those young chaps like you um, it's definitely there's a lot to be hopeful there for and it's it's a work in progress as, as you say as well uh, Well listen Terrence it's, it's been lovely chatting to you and I'm sure I'll be I'll be talking to you a lot more um, as, as the weeks go on uh, with the Joe McDonough coming up as well so um, stay in touch anyway and uh, I'll, I'll be chatting to you again soon yeah, okay, Sinead. Thanks very much, Sinead. Thanks, right. thanks so much, Terence. Uh, that was Terence uh, Kelly there, KCLR commentator. And as I mentioned there as well, staunch Carlo GAA man. Um, so we're going to just take a, a quick break now. But coming up uh, after the break, I'm going to be speaking to Shark Hanlon about uh, Rachel Blackmore's Gold Cup win at Cheltenham. Stay tuned for that. Full time on KCL or thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LahardsVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, I'm joined on the line uh, by Kilkenny Man and racehorse trainer uh, Shark Hanlon to talk about Rachel Blackmore's Gold Cup win at Cheltenham. Um, so, Shark, I believe you were actually the man to have convinced Rachel Blackmore uh, to go pro. Was it seven years ago? It is, uh, seven years ago since we asked her to go pro and she went. Um, she was working for us a couple of years at the time, and um, she said she wasn't over happy at the time to go pro, but um, we kind of convinced her, and I said if it didn't work that she could go back again, and she loved riding pint to painters and that, so um, she never taught herself that she was good enough to go pro, but she's that kind of a person. She's that kind of a person that um, she never give herself any praise. Yeah, you can really, you can really see that in her. She's so modest, um, and you know, I think that's kind of a big part of her likability factor. Is that you know, she's just, you know, she just has that um, kind of modest, modest kind of way about her. But uh, what, what is it that you that you saw in Rachel uh, that made you think, okay, you know, she has what it takes to kind of get into? Listen, she was a great rider, and she was well able to get horses jumping, and I think that was a big thing that we saw at the time. Um, she had to get a horse jumping a hurdle or a fence. Um, she had plenty of ability to go do it. And everything that Rachel ever put her hand down to, to go try and do, she done it right or she didn't do it at all. Like when she was with me, she was going to college and um, she she still never missed a day's work. Uh, she was a very, very hard worker. And um, thanks be to God, it all paid off for her now. Yeah, and um, and did she did she take much convincing? Like, were you did you have to get on to her for a long time, or oh, was it? I took a fair bit of convincing because I think she went home to her parents and told her that what I was after saying, and I don't know if they were very happy about it either at the time. But 
we what we said to her was that if she went there for a couple of months and that I'd support her for a couple of months, which I did, and then she started getting outside rides and that. And um, I took a while for her to take off, the same as anyone. But like she was very determined in what she was going to do. And uh, she gave horses of mine great rides. They mightn't have won, but she gave them all great rides. And next thing, when it came, it came very good for her. Yeah, and like, you know, I, I was just kind of reflecting on, on her se- success there today and I was just kind of thinking to myself, you know, what she's done for, for women's sport, not just women in horse racing, but just kind of more broadly speaking, it's it's immeasurable really, isn't it? So many it's so a- many young girls now kind of uh, looking to emulate her, her success and we actually might not see the true effects of that for another 10, 15 years really, you know, so it's uh, it's incredible really, isn't it? It's unreal, so it is. Like what she's after doing for the country. When when the country was in in its depths over the last two years with the COVID, I think that it kept she kept a lot of people going. She like every telly was on watching racing because there was nothing else to watch. And there's an awful lot. She done an awful lot of helped the racing game in a big big way because there's people that never had any interest in horses and next thing their kids start talking about racing Blackmore and um, it, it, it opened the gate to a lot of people I know myself from training I have people with horses now that would never have had a horse maybe only for Asia Blackmore and there's a lot more Cindy gets around there that wants to get in and because their daughter follows racing or their son follows racing you know it's, uh, what she's after doing for the sport and for girls in general is unreal. Yeah, and like I was just kind of reading a little bit um, uh, more about her today. Obviously, she's been making headlines uh, over the last couple of days, but just something that really stood out to me there today that I was reading was that, um, you know, she turned pro in 2015. She was in her mid-20s, and uh, she, as an amateur, I think she had only rode seven winners. So, like, she did take a big chance to to go pro, but it's, you know, obviously, as we said, it's, it's, it's paying dividends, but it just goes to show if she can do it anyone can do it if anyone can do it like there's, there's girls and lads out there and they're they're humming and hawing but I think the humming and hawing is gone now and he, I've never seen as many girls in racing game in the last as I did in the last 12 months young ones wanting to ride out um, and um, like the, the girls can do it every bit as good as, as the lads and Rachel Blackmore just proved that that you don't have to be a lad to go ride a winner or to go, to go. listen there's, there's girls driving lorries now you know it, the whole thing has changed over the last 20 year. um, towards, towards years ago the women were, were had to sit in an office and that was it but them days are over now <laughs> yeah so listen I, another thing that I was that, that I was uh, just thinking about there today I was kind of reading up a little bit about yourself as well Shark uh, I was doing my oh research on you but um, I like I suppose you're kind of similar to Rachel in that you kind of came to the uh, professional horse racing game uh, quite late uh, so you could pro- I suppose you could probably um, rate one another um, you know in, in that way uh, you're probably a bit of a mentor to her I believe you had a, a a different career altogether before you got I, into this game? I was dealing in cattle all my life and my father and my grandfather, we all were dealing in cattle and um, I just changed I changed with the times as well I suppose as much as that because at the time 
the cattle dealing was gone tough because there was an awful lot more paperwork involved and you had to keep cattle into putting mouse came into Ireland and it just changed, everything changed. I always had a great interest in horses because I was there beside the Mullins and I always had an old horse in train and I met my partner then and she was riding out horses and she, she, that's the way we started. We started with one horse in, in a corner in a corner yard and um, thanks be to God, everything went right. And, like, it's never too late to change. No matter what game you're at or what it is, it's never too late to change. That's all I will say. Like, I was 40 when I changed to go train horses, and lads thought I was stone-cracked. Rachel Blackmore was in her late 20s when she went to turn pro, and they thought she was... I got phone calls from different people saying, what on earth am I doing changing this girl pro? And... um. I'm glad it worked out because we didn't. I'd look like an idiot. <laughs> well, thank God for that. Um, no, no, but it's uh, it's very true. Like you know, it's. I think that's probably the nicest aspect of of this whole story is just that, uh, like we were saying there, you know, kind of against the odds, really, that she that she made it, um, and she's doing amazing at the moment. Uh, I tell you, I remember at the time, Tipperary Kenny the hurling was going very well at the time, and. There used to be there used to be battles around the yard as well as uh, on the gallops. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, look, what's what's next? Do you think for for Rachel? Then do you do you fancy her for another ah. Grand National title, or or what is next for her? Listen, there's one thing about Rachel. She won't stop. People are saying that ah, she'll give up now in a year or two. Rachel won't give up. She's she she keep going as long as she ever can because. Um, she loves the game. She loves racing, and um, help of God, she don't get hurted. Um, but I can't see this girl giving up. People are saying, "Oh no, she'll do another year, two year." I think that she'll do another five year, and she has nearly everything done. You know, she won nationals, she won gold cups. She's. But the thing about it, when she starts after Cheltenham this year, she's thinking about the gold cup again next year. You know, and that's the, now she's very lucky to have uh, Henry Duran head there, uh, Sportner as well, because he has a lot of good horses and a lot of good owners. And like, she left me and she kind of went to Henry, and she was lucky because uh, I never tried to stop her. Um, I pushed her on more than that because I hadn't enough good horses for her, and she always came back and rode me horses and that. But Henry had a lot of good horses. And um, she was very lucky to get her leg in there, her foot in the gate, because there's a, there's a lot of girls and a lot of lads out there that don't get that break. And they could be very good riders, but they don't just get that break. And she got the break with me, and then she got the break with Henry. So um, she was probably lucky in both cases. Yeah, no, and like, look, long may it continue for her, and uh, I think she just has so much momentum now at the moment that I'm, I'm sure she's she's going to go on and have a lot more success and um, have a, a long career. Um, but listen, uh, Shark, it's been lovely uh, speaking to you. Uh, so thanks so much for for coming on the show, and sure, no, look, ho- hopefully we'll we'll catch up again um, another time to talk to talk course hey, racing. Okay. Oh, God, thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thank thanks you so much. Bye bye. That was uh, Shark Hanlon there. Um, as I mentioned there earlier on in the show, he's the man that convinced uh, Rachel Blackmore to go pro. So uh, he, he I, I suppose she can credit a lot of her success to him. Kilkenny man there, uh, Shark Hanlon. So we're just going to take a quick break now and we'll be back after this.
full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahards Volkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time. Well, we've just actually come now to the end of the show. So thanks so much for staying with me over the last hour. I hope you enjoyed uh, all those interviews there. Um, so I'll be back in uh, the, the hot seat again next Monday, same time, same place. Uh, so please do join me back here for more sporting chat. Uh, Own Kerry is up next uh, for Fully Loaded. So I'll chat to you again soon and mind yourselves. Full time on KCLOR. So thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahards Volkswagen.ie.